Hey guys, welcome back to The Blair White Project. So first of all, really huge thank you to everyone who's been rating the show on Spotify. I asked you guys to help me get to 1.5K reviews on Spotify by the end of the year. It's not even December and we're at 1.5, I think maybe even 1.6 right now. So thank you guys so much. I try to like rarely ask for stuff like that, but that kind of thing really does help me. So, uh, and what's really cool is that, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of podcasts and now that I have my own, I've kind of just like paid attention to the performance and everything of like other podcasts that I'm a fan of. And there's a lot of really big shows that took so much longer than we did to even hit 1K Spotify reviews because you can't just review just being a fan alone. You have to actually listen to the episode. So I really thank you guys for so many reviews. Let's maybe try to get to 2K before the end of the year. I wanted 1.5, we got there, but let's set a new goal at 2K. Um, listen, bitch. And I say that with endearment. We have a lot to fucking talk about today. And I'm in a foul mood because of just some stuff happening in my real life. So I might take it out on this video. Candace Cameron Bure faces backlash after announcing traditional marriage project. So Candace Cameron Bure is, from what I can tell, a very sweet lady. She's from Full House. So, you know. I wasn't like a big Full House person. I was very young when the show was like at its prime. Um, but she does have that like America's sweetheart vibe going on. But she's taking heat and she is, people are attempting to cancel her for being unabashedly Christian and supporting traditional marriage. Now, the thing about this is she actually has like her own um, network now or like some TV project where she's able to decide the type of characters and casting that's going on to the project. I don't know exactly what it is, but she basically said um, that no, she will not be featuring same-sex marriages on her television projects. Now, people are overreacting, of course. JoJo Siwa is attacking her. Other celebrities are condemning this and it's kind of like, why? Because... From all accounts that I can see, she's a nice person who simply has her fucking beliefs. And we really are at the point now when it comes to like LGBT acceptance, tolerance, and like integration into society where it's like, okay, now it's like the LGBT's turn to show a little bit of tolerance and acceptance because just because now there are gay couples on television, gay representation on television, trans representation, that doesn't mean there's not still people who exist who believe in same sex or believe in opposite sex marriage. And that's the standard for which they live. And they have a religious right to feel that way. And they have a right to put whatever kind of characters they want in their own programming. Not every show has to have gay characters. Not every show has to have some like 12 year old wearing a binder, like get the fuck over it. I, I just, I think the reason it makes me mad is that it's not as if Candace is going and saying that she is advocating for repealing gay marriage, that she is saying that even there won't be gay, char gay characters on her project, just that there won't be gay marriage on her project. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but like, it's okay to still not agree with gay marriage. Like, it's okay. I support gay marriage. I think that my gay friends deserve every right to get married just like my straight friends. And that's what I want to see be the norm and the standard. But I also don't want to see a norm and a standard in which people who disagree with that are outcasted, can't have a career in Hollywood. And people can get mad at this. Candace Cameron, Candace Cameron Bure, whose name is a fucking tongue twister, is actually a trailblazer because in Hollywood to survive while having Christian beliefs, you while having conservative beliefs, traditional beliefs, that is extremely hard. And the fact that she's not getting majorly canceled or it's not effective per se, is I think because she does hold that spot in people's heart being, you know, the full house star and make people have that, those nostalgia glasses. And so thankfully, you know, she's getting a lot of backlash and people are trying to drag her, but it's not really working. Cause it's like, really, it's like, there's one person in Hollywood willing to have the stance that she has at this point and we're going to like viciously attack her. Get the fuck over it. Gay people, if you're mad about this, like get the fuck over it. Like you have logo, you have not even just logo. There was a time where you only had logo. Now you have every single major television like network that exists showing gay marriage and gay couples and gay representation. And it's like, sorry, if there's one bitch who's like not on my television project, get the fuck over it. Um, shout out to Candace. 
I'm in the weirdest mood. All right, so here's where it's getting a little spicy. Twitter won't restore Alex Jones's account, Elon Musk says. So Elon was responding on Twitter to someone um, suggesting that he unban Alex Jones, and he said, absolutely not. And his reasoning in the thread was that he basically that it just comes down to Elon's feelings that he messed with kids in terms of like the questioning the Sandy Hook stuff. And so he's not coming back on. This is Elon's right to not restore any one of his choosing. However, I do feel as though Alex is the litmus test. Like it's very telling when someone says I support free speech. First of all, if they add a but at all, if there's a but after that, they don't really fucking meant what they said. But second of all, if they have exemptions to that, it's not really, you know, it's like, here's my whole thing. Alex was foul as fuck for the Sandy Hook shit. Alex knows he was foul as fuck for the Sandy Hook shit, which is why he said it on this show. <laughs> um, but from what I can see, it's like, think of like the Young Turks. So they are prized YouTube partners and they are in great standing on every social media network, right? They denied a Holocaust. They denied a genocide. Like Alex Jones questioned an event a very sensitive event, an event that riles everyone's emotions up and he was wrong to do it. But you have the Young Turks who straight up denied a genocide and they're in good standing. Like, I don't understand. Well, actually I do. I'm playing dumb. I do fucking get it. One's on the right, one's on the left. And that's just double standard. Even though it's like Alex, the Alex that I remember, like growing up and like watching stuff on YouTube occasionally is like, he would call out, George Bush, just like Barack Obama. Like in terms of like the commentators that I watch and stuff, like Alex is actually the least partisan. But, you know, I will say that Elon is bringing a lot of people back to Twitter and I am incredibly grateful for that. So we might not be able to have everything. Alex Jones may still be banned. And you know what? That's Elon's right to keep him banned. However, as of today, which I'm filming on the 22nd of November, I saw Sargon of Akkad is back, for which I'm pretty sure, this was so long ago that Sargon got banned. I think it was because he sent like gay prawn to someone <laughs> on Twitter, um, like tweeted at them, like a funny like thing. I don't know, but Sargon's back. And again, we both know, we all know, we both, as if I'm talking to one person, we all know that if he was on the other side politically, he wouldn't have got banned for that. Um, I saw James Lindsay was reinstated. Now, James Lindsay was the person who sort of popularized the phrase, okay, groomer, and really like started the discourse on like drag queen story time. Not that necessarily, but like the um, the drag queen uh, club performances. The so story time is, goes back a few years. Um, but he started the phrase groomer really. Um, and I never saw him post anything egregious other than trying to combat groomers. Can we talk about how the fact that there was a point on Twitter just a few weeks ago under leftist leadership where CP was rampant and you couldn't call out groomers? There was a point just a few weeks ago under leftist leadership that you could not call out pedophiles on Twitter, but yet they had an actual pedophilia problem where maps could exist peacefully and call themselves map and be posting their fucking flag. If you don't know that is, that's minor attracted person. That's the politically correct term for pedophiles where that was just fine, but you couldn't say the word groomer. How disgusting is that? But y'all aren't really ready for the fact or the conversation that it's not as though Every leftist is trying to normalize pedophilia. I don't believe that by any means. And I'm not gonna say something as radical as that because I don't believe it. However, if you look at which side as a whole is doing more to either protect pedophilia as a protected class, it's the left. If you look at the professors that get you know fired or in trouble for posting about being a map or whatever, if for damn sure isn't ever a fucking Republican, not to say as if pedophilia is like a problem on either side, like this is a human thing that happens and it's a huge problem on every political side, right? But there is only one side politically where there is sort of like an end road destination towards normalizing it. Just fucking saying. Um, so it's nice that you can say the word groomer on Twitter now. Thanks, Elon. Uh, I was saying that regardless the whole time, I was like, if I get banned, I don't give a fuck. It's like, what's more important, me keeping my Twitter? 
something just fell outside and it legitimately scared me. Um, yeah, I was saying the word groomer the entire time because I was like, what's more important, me losing my Twitter account or calling up out of house? Um, so, you know, in an ideal world, I would like to see everyone from the old days come back, including Alex Jones. I think Milo Yiannopoulos should come back, right? It's a, it's like, I'm not like a Milo fan. Like a lot of the shit that comes out of Milo's mouth is foul and or stupid. Um, however, if I remember correctly, he was banned for mocking an actress in Ghostbusters. And again, it's like the type of abuse you see from large leftist accounts towards people, towards I've experienced it. Like, it's like, I don't think there's a comparison that Milo made fun of an actress from the Ghostbusters movie, which was a terrible fucking movie. Um, I would like to see Milo come back. Um, if anything, just for the sake of like, that would really make people upset. Another person that is back on Twitter and making everyone upset is Trump. Trump is back on Twitter. So Donald Trump's return to Twitter prompts outrage and confusion, but no new tweets from Trump. So Trump's account was reinstated after Elon ran a poll basically asking people like, should I put him back? And he came back. Now, this was the right thing for me because for me, it's up, it's up to me. This was the right thing in my opinion, because a few days before he reinstated Trump, I was like, I think I tweeted this almost verbatim. I said, if Twitter doesn't reinstate Donald Trump's account now that he is an official announced candidate for president, then they are no less a source of of um, election interference than when they were censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. Because the American people deserve to have, if we have Trump running for president, they deserve to hear his policy positions, his thoughts in the same medium as every other candidate. And it's like, if he would have stayed banned throughout the next election cycle, it's kind of like, that's election interference. The same way that under leftist leadership, they were censoring the Hunter Biden story. Um, so, you know, this whole Elon thing, it's like, it's interesting in so many different ways now that Twitter is not ran by people with an incentive to sway the election towards one side, because the October surprise, the last go around was the laptop story, right? Twitter was there with a quickness to censor it. So whatever the October surprise is now, that's going to ultimately possibly hurt the left. It's like, they're not going to be able to censor it. And the other way around, by the way, because the thing about this is Elon is, from what I have seen, like not really like Republican like that. You know what I mean? It's like, he's willing to vote Republican. He believes in free speech, which shouldn't be a Republican value, by the way. Let's make that a value all the way around. Um, but What's happened now to Twitter is that it's an even playing field. So it's not biased towards either end. And I tweeted this yesterday. I was like, if your ideology only holds up amidst censorship and biased algorithms, like what does that say about your ideology? Maybe the problem is your ideology. Maybe it's not everyone else. It's like, if the shit you say only sounds sane when there's no one around to disagree with it because they're getting banned, what does that say about the fucking idea that you're purporting to have? You know. I think it's very telling that it's not as if it's now special privileges for conservatives on Twitter. It's literally just a level playing field and lefties can't fucking handle it. It's like people are losing their fucking minds on Twitter. There was someone who tweeted that Elon Musk would have reinstated Hitler and gave him a blue check. It's like, really? Can we not get like apocalyptic this like early in the morning? Like, I don't understand. So I think it really does say something that if it's a level playing field, that's reason enough to panic rather than, you know, the average lefty on Twitter would never survive a day being conservative on social media. Even now, you know, because we have Twitter that isn't going to be as biased anymore. But like half the things I tweet, I can't even post on Instagram because it's worthy of a ban on Instagram. And it's usually like very basic ass shit. Um, and it's the same with Facebook and in all these platforms. So Boo-hoo, if you're freaking out that there's one social media platform that isn't going to completely like erase people who disagree with you. Boo-fucking-hoo, I don't care. Elon Musk, Twitter reinstates um, Marjorie Taylor Greene as well. She's a crazy hoe, but I'm glad she's back. It's like, so only the left can have their crazy hoes on social media? I don't understand. Because half the shit that AOC tweets 
I take as radical, I take as insane. So yeah, I know that Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming across as insane if you disagree with her, but you know, maybe just come to the realization and the understanding and the conclusion that like the shit that you think isn't extreme is to other people. So the only solution is everyone gets to put their hat in the ring and the best ideas rise to the surface. And that's where we go from here on out. So, um, boohoo. <laughs> All right. This next one, you guys, oh God, this mask one's very sad. Power Rangers star Jason David Frank died by, I'm not even gonna say the word because you're not supposed to say it on YouTube. Um, the green Power Ranger died, the white Power Ranger died. Very sad. So I am, I have been more messed up about this the past couple of days than I'm like even comfortable admitting. I'm actually a little embarrassed to even say how much this has messed me up because I am a massive Power Rangers fan. I have watched almost every season minus a few of the newer ones. So I've even watched some of the newer ones, right? Um, it's a franchise that like, yeah, it's corny and yeah, whatever, but like it stuck with me my entire life. It meant a lot to me as a kid. I had a really rough childhood. So a lot of the times I was like locked up in my room replaying VHSs of Power Rangers. And so if you're from that generation, if you're a Power Rangers fan, you know that this is a big deal. And the green Power Ranger dying is really messed up. Um, the really interesting thing about like Jason David Frank and several other people from the franchise is that they seem to like take on the persona of their characters because the characters are so iconic. So like Jason David Frank really became like the badass Green Ranger in real life. Like he was a fighter. He'd go to these conventions and he took on the persona very much. And so it's it's very sad that he died. Rest in peace to Jason David Frank. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers with his family, you know, very sad. If I talk about it any longer, I'm gonna fucking cry and no one wants that. So moving on. Maine school board member says children's gender identities should be kept secret from parents, even if there are safety concerns. So this is fucking disgusting. The guy looks like someone who would keep secrets from parents about kids. Um, it's crazy how they always look like that, right? Like they just have a look. I, just saying. So a, a newly uncovered, this is from the Post Millennial. A newly uncovered video has revealed that a main school board member supports keeping the gender identities of students a secret from parents, even if there are safety concerns. Chris McLaughlin is a school board member in Herman, a town just outside Bangor, Maine, and also serves as a social worker. So a social worker is key. Okay, that's even worse. One of my rules of thumb is to always follow the lead of the youth. That is not my role, regardless of what I'm practicing, to out the kid to their parents. So this is something that really, really bothers me. I understand the leftist argument here, which is that there are kids who are actually gay or trans and or think that they're trans and it can put these kids in a precarious situation if they live in a home where, you know, it maybe isn't safe for them and their parents are abusive. Like I understand that. However, I don't think that trumps parents' rights. I just don't. I think that if you are one of these like super duper pro LGBT teachers who is willing to keep secrets from parents in the interest of like kids interacting with LGBT ideology, like there's something fucking wrong with you. And there's something wrong with you that you think that your role as a teacher trumps the parents' right to know what's going on with their kids. If my kid was going to school and then switching into girls' clothing or whatever the case may be, and that teacher felt like they had more of a right to that information than I did as a parent, it's going down when I find out. Like, this is, this is one of those things that when it comes to parents that are speaking out about LGBT ideology in schools, this is what they mean. They have this fear that their kid is going to be being taught things that they don't agree with. And it is still okay to disagree with LGBT ideology. It's okay. There comes a certain point where even I'll disagree with you if you're one of those people. If you think gay marriage shouldn't be legal, I'll disagree with you, but I still think you should have the right to think that. You may not get the trans thing. Cool. I don't get the trans thing when it comes to the kids. I don't get the trans thing when it comes to half the shit I see. 
But if you disagree with my right to be trans as an adult, we're going to go to war over that. But there, there's no, you can't compromise on shit like this. Teachers, you do not have a right to information about kids that the parents don't have a right to. It's just not okay. Especially, like, I'll say it, I don't really care. There are teachers who push this shit on kids now. I don't care. It's plain to see. So you have a situation where you can have a teacher pushing it on a kid. And I really don't want to hear anyone saying that doesn't happen. All you have to do is look at the every day there's a new viral video of some of some teacher with rainbow glasses and rainbow hair, overweight, looking nasty as fuck, talking about how they came out to these kids and the kids are coming out to them. They're, it's being pushed on the kids. I don't care what anyone is saying. If you have two brain cells to rub together, you can see it's happening. Does that mean it's pushed on them in every scenario? No. Does that mean every 12-year-old that comes out as gay is because someone's pushing on them? Of course not. Gay people know they're gay usually by the time they're 12. That's just a fact. But when you have these kids coming out as fucking queer and non-binary and trans and all this shit that they can't possibly understand as a child, it's getting pushed on them. I don't care. So when you have teachers who feel like they can keep that from the parents, what it basically is, is a situation where they're pushing it on the kid and still don't want to tell the parent, fuck you, fuck you. These activist teachers have got to go. And these schools have to start waking up to the fact that they are hiring little literal freak shows to teach kids. And it's not okay. Anyway, speaking of freak show, I figured we would introduce reacting to some woke TikToks into this show, right? Because that's what everyone wants me at the end of the day. Those are my most popular videos. So let's just fucking get into it. So one thing that's a trend now with pronouns is it in itself. Let's just watch this. So for me, gender is complicated because I would rather not be associated with it to the point where I would rather not be a human or even an animal. I would like to be an inanimate object. So I use it, its pronouns, but nobody uses them for me. I just have them in my bio. Nobody's comfortable with them. But I would like people to use them because that further removes me from the gender binary to the point where I am just an object just a piece of grass, if you will. Um, so I would just like to not be a human being, um, let alone have a gender. Too bad. I will never, ever call anyone it. Itself, it. Like I'm never referring to a human being as an object. And I see this pop up more and more in the community. Can we just fucking stop? Like, here's the thing. So I'm known as like a trans woman who's like really offended by a lot of shit. Cause I think a lot of the shit that trans people get offended by is just BS. It's like, what are you offended that no one wants to see your penis in a changing room? Like get over it. However, one of the things that will always bug me and that I will absolutely take as transphobia is if someone refers to me as it. Now I don't care about social media. People say crazy shit on social media. But if there was ever a scenario in real life where someone called me it, you are genuinely a transphobe. You're reducing me to an object, to an inanimate object. I'm a human fucking being. I would rather you call me he than it. And it's the only time that I'll get offended. Um, and actually, I recently fucking heard that, you know what? I was gonna spill some tea. I'm not gonna spill it today. Maybe next time. Um, about someone, you all know. So I think this is disgusting. And, and something's wrong with, this person that they even want to refer to as it. We really have a mental health crisis in this country. I don't even just mean about like the trans shit. I mean about someone feeling so low that they can be like, I'm an object. It's very sad. And I hope for a healing for this person because that's not fucking cool. All right. Oh, this one's disgusting. So one of <laughs> periods related, <laughs> I will never understand the trans people, the trans women who are obsessed with the fucking concept of having a period, who are so like either delusional or intentionally lying. It's one of the two. They either really think it or they're lying that they can get their period. So this TikTok is making the rounds. Let's, let's, let's check it out. Here's the thing. We understand what the patriarchy is, right? They created the patriarchy, you know, to put men in boxes and to put women in boxes. But the patriarchy is inherently 
misogynistic because women get treated treated like shit historically right and it's in it's inherently transphobic so the reason why period is so synonymous with bleeding is because they wanted to exclude trans people and non-binary stupid cis women are not the only ones that experience periods end of the day whether it's hormones whether it's your body producing hormones whether you are a cis woman and have to take hormones that hormonal period is valid not everybody bleeds and i don't understand why wouldn't you want to be inclusive why are you trying to gatekeep and it's because most cis women feel like their reproduction is the only thing they can offer they're a female that's all they have and that's kind of sad that you broil yourself down to your fucking body parts hello we get our hormonal cycle once a month. If we want to call it a fucking period, we're going to do that. You're just a pick me, trying to collect your bag, act a fool, but it's going to be expanded just like a lot of things in a society. And if you don't like it, you can go over there with the Republicans and your little cishet people. Hello? I literally feel like when I watch it, I, that's like I'm just on a different planet. Like I, I must be on a different fucking planet that by all rights on paper... Like I'm trans and I should look at this trans person going off about trans shit and be like, yes, get it. And instead, like I have a fight or flight response and I'm leaning towards fight. So this person's a fucking idiot. And the obsession with trying to claim a period when you cannot get one is one of the most disturbing things to come out of like modern trans ideology and it wasn't there even when i started transitioning seven years ago like the idea that you would claim that even seven years ago when i started is like are you okay like this person should not be given hormones if they're delusional enough to think that they are so woman out that they can have a fucking period it's not real in fact in fact the girls used to make fun of it and when i say the girls i mean like old school old school seven eight years ago trans women who like transitioned to like blend into society it's like there used to be a thing and we used to be in Facebook groups and we all used to be connected and we used to know each other and talk and be friends, whatever. This is some inside baseball. And like, it used to be a thing where like all the girls would laugh at the trans people on social media who would be like, took my first estrogen pill, my feet are shrinking. Like have that delusional attitude towards trans estrogen. Like there would be posts in these Facebook groups like, oh my God, this bitch is delusional. And it'd be like some trans person posting like, my feet are shrinking by several centimeters. Oh my God, hormones are really taking effect. Or, oh my God, my voice got so much higher when it doesn't affect your voice. It's like, and now it's just like, these people are allowed to run a fucking muck, say they can get periods. Like if you're bleeding, sweet child, and you don't have a vajayjay, like go to the hospital, something's fucking wrong. It's an emergency. You gotta go. And of course, we all know that trans men, if they're not on hormones, I guess, can get horm can get periods. And that's fine. And when you break it down and you're just literal like that, I don't think anyone has an issue with that. Everyone kind of understands that. Yes, people who are called trans men in society also get their period. Why? Because they're fucking female and periods are a female experience. Like, hate to be vulgar, but the same way that I like tuck my dick and balls into my body is because I'm fucking male. And yet, everyone's supposed to like think that's such a horrible thing. I don't understand. I'm glad I don't get a period. Like why, why would I want a period? And, the, and this just goes into also like, <laughs> the thing I struggle with, and I say this all the time, I'm sorry for being a broken record. The thing I struggle with so much is understanding why it's a bad thing for me to know A and acknowledge B being biologically male. It's not as if that's something that I need to do in real life because these are all internet conversations, right? And there's like no, I'm not gonna say no, but there are very few circumstances in which real life I have to like say that or talk about it. But here it's like, why is being biologically male a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing I can't get a period? That to me, when I think of like the pros and cons of like being a trans woman, for which there is a pros and cons list, one of the pros is I can't get a fucking period. And yet I'm supposed to feel shame about that. I'm supposed to be upset about it according to these fucking people, these freaks. I don't, I don't understand and I'm not gonna understand. So I'm just gonna move on. So Alex Stein, who I think is one of my favorite political 
people right now. I can't think of anyone who's like doing funnier or more interesting shit than Alex right now. And I recently met him um, at an Ann Coulter event a few days ago, actually. And he was very sweet and um, he's cool. So he went to a drag queen story time in Denton, Texas, which why is it always in Texas? Like, why are all these like drag queen story times, drag performances where you see like grown men like grinding their cock and balls and like little kids watching. It's like, why is it always in Texas? I don't get it. You would think it wouldn't be that, but it is always in Texas. Uh, he went to one of these and he confronted armed Antifa. We're gonna watch the video and then we have a lot to say about it. See, this guy keeps on trying to bunt me every time I walk by. You like Dude, I'm walking down the and street. I'm standing here. I'm alive. Let him go sideways. Get out of my... <sighs> the way he fell. I'm not leaving, guys. You guys, you're trying to get in my way. I'm here on a public street. Get out of my way. Oh, my God, guys. I'm so scared. The Antifa, they brought their play guns, their squirt guns. Oh, my God. Your arts and crafts time. Did this... Is, did this mess up your arts and crafts time? You guys think you'll be able to go home and play with those arts and crafts? Why is it so tiny? Look how scary they are. Oh my god, this guy's so scared. I'm so scared. He's got his gun, his big gun. He's a big bad guy. Oh, oh my god. I'm so happy you're protecting these children so they can go get indoctrinated and go in there for transgender story time. You're such a good American. God bless this guy. Look at him. Oh, I'm scared. How dare you. <laughs> I mean, these people, these are the real cowards. They're hiding behind their masks. They got their little guns. They think they're so tough. We're at a bookstore here in Denton, Texas, where they're trying to do drag queen story hour. And of course, the typical people here with their masks on, not able to actually stand up for what they believe in because they're all cowards. Officer, you think it's unusual they have their, their assault weapons like that out here in front of a place like this? Is that this normal? No comment. I'm walking down the street. I'm standing here. I'm alive. Let him go sideways. I love the way he fell. Okay, I guess the rest of it's just a replay. Um, so first of all, I like how just guns are so bad and so scary, and they need to be banned. And walking around with guns is just so messed up unless it's to ensure that children are interacting with drag queens. That's just interesting to me. You know what I mean? It's because all I hear about is how guns need to be fucking banned. No one needs assault rifles. No one needs fucking whatever. Unless it's this, right? Unless there's like a drag queen who probably just got off work from the gay club and has been smoking crack and just tucked his balls in his body, like walked up to the library and then is going to read some like books to little kids. Like unless that is happening, then we can have the guns to make sure it happens and it goes through and these kids can definitely go and have that happen. And people might be offended by me saying, oh, we smoke crack. It's like, okay, well then I'm sorry. Maybe you should go live for six years in LA like I did, interact with all the drag queens in that circuit, meet all the RuPaul's drag people and you would know they all do drugs. Uh, I don't really care if people are upset by the truth. Um, yeah, the, the tenacity at which leftists are holding on to this like drag queen story time no matter how much comes out about it no matter how inappropriate it very obviously is is actually quite impressive i think if the right held on to any values with that tenacity they might get somewhere um amazing really shout out to alex stein alex is awesome that was a great video and it inspired me to do more like on the street videos Something is like happening outside, like so loud. I can't deal with it. There's no way I didn't come across on the mic. Anyways, um, Alex inspired me to do some more on the street videos because I used to do those a lot when I was in the beginning stages of my channel. So let me know in the comments if you want to see more of that. All right. Driver who mowed down and injured 25 LA sheriff, sheriff cadets fell asleep at the wheel. And the story about this is that he was let out the same day. Because LA is a shithole where there is no prioritization of the safety of citizens when it comes to crime, where criminals are prioritized before law-abiding citizens, and where everything is just hell because Caruso lost the election because the average LA voter 
wants to continue the status quo of getting held up at knife point outside Runyon Canyon or having people bum rush Louis Vuitton and Beverly Hills, you know, that like at a certain point you have to accept that like people in these cities, they vote this way. And like, yeah, I get that a lot of them are too stupid to understand the ramifications for what they're voting for, but also they like it. Some of them. Like, I think that some people like living in little third world islands within the United States. Like they like having the overall like wealth and like relative safety of having, you know, their location still be United States, but they want LA to be, I don't know, like Cuba. They want LA to be Kenya. They want LA to be like name any third world country where everything's shitty. Like that's what they want. So let them have it. I mean, I don't, I don't, the thing about it is like, a story about LA was put in the list here. And like, I guess I could go off about how disgusting LA is, but like, that's what they want. And that's why I left. So it is what it is. So peace out to LA. <laughs> Experts are concerned Thanksgiving gatherings could accelerate a triple-demic. Who fucking cares? Like, fuck off. Is, is everyone not tired of hearing what like the experts who have gotten every single fucking thing wrong the entire way have to say about how you're living your life or when you're leaving the house or what holidays you're celebrating or how many people you're celebrating with or like, is no one tired of this? Because again, I'm pretty sure they just reinstated like suggestions for masks in LA. So it's, it's just still happening. Like, I don't know who these experts are that like no one elected to any position of power to tell people they can't fucking celebrate Thanksgiving. Fuck you. I like, I don't care. I stopped caring so long ago and people who still care really freak me out. I wanted to tweet this the other day. I think it's in my drafts. I have a lot of tweets in my drafts, but I wanted to tweet. They lied about ivermexin. They lied about the vaccine, not stopping the or vaccine, stopping the spread. They lied about, they got wrong. They said masks don't work, then they work, then they don't work, then they work. It's like, they've been wrong every step of the way. And honestly, the people who believe them every step of the way, and even still, scare me more than the people who are blatantly lying and trying to control the population in the way that they are. Like, those people scare me more. Like, if you lived through all of the COVID shit and nothing ever clicked up here or here, here, or here, that something was up and you may be getting swindled. They may be lying to you. Fauci may be full of shit. If you never, if that never like went off in your brain at all, there were no red flags the entire time. You scare me more than the people that were locking everyone down. Because that is some like just crazy, like shit, like you're crazy. And I think you should just swallow that because the conspiracy theorists it's actually shocking how correct they were about everything the entire way. Like it's now coming out that ivermectin was the way to go, at least for some people, if it was right for you, you know? Whereas during the thick of it, if you suggested ivermectin worked at all, you were banned, you were censored. They did a whole like media fucking assassination attempt on Joe Rogan. Like, what? They segregated society based on the lie that the vaccine stopped transmission. Yes, it was a lie because they knew in the beginning it's come out. Please read. Like everything from start to finish has been a lie. And there's still articles now coming out talking about maybe don't celebrate Thanksgiving this year because of triple demic. What the, f no one cares. I don't care. So Trudeau liberals and UK liberals Trudeau liberals, what's a Trudeau liberal? The way they worded that is weird. Uh, offer a tribute on Transgender Day of Remembrance to these zero trans people killed in their countries. I have a lot to say about this one. Basically, yes, it's in Canada, they were doing this huge Transgender Remembrance Day and there was like zero people killed in Canada. <laughs> and here's the thing. It is a fact of life that trans people can be harmed because they are trans by people who have an issue with them being trans. This is a fact. I know people it has happened to, it is a terrible tragedy. It is a fact of life that when you have all these groups 
certain groups hate certain groups and some shit can go down. And transgender people definitely sometimes have a target on them, whether that's because they look a certain way on the street, whether that's because they're behaving a certain way on the street, like it is what it is. And that is not okay and that needs to change. However, there is a there is an extreme inflation of the emergency level of trans murders in society. So every year you hear about like all the trans people murdered, the amount of trans people murdered in the United States this year, more people died by bee sting, by horses. Um, and there was some list that was posted. There's like all the ridiculous, like situational, like small, like freak accident ways you can die. And more people died from those than trans people being murdered. But it is in the corporate press's interest to keep the LGBT community and people who care about the LGBT community on constant alert because they're an excellent voting block. They are an excellent source of outrage and fear. And like they get very vocal, they will go and cancel someone on a whim. Like they have to remain in panic mode at all times. And it's actually very sick if you think about it because the moment that I kind of realized that a lot of this panic around trans hate crimes was inflated and artificial, it was a very freeing thing because I was like, okay, my life is not in danger in the way that the corporate press wants me to believe that it is. And that's a <sighs> sigh of relief that could be had by the community, but instead we keep them in constant panic. It's it's just twisted how people do the LGBT community. It's actually very sad. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot. And again, this isn't to say that it doesn't happen to people. Like I know people it has happened to, but we have to start getting to the point where we accept that things just aren't like the 1990s anymore. When the Matthew Shepard things were happening, like it's just not like that anymore. All right. A lot of violent stories. I can't deal with the amount of violence in these stories. Antifa member sentenced to 20 years for stabbing two members of the Proud Boys. Antifa, that's funny. They stabbed people, but they're just an idea? Interesting. Because my president said they're just an idea. So how could they be stabbing people? This is one of those things, if you know, you know. Antifa is a problem that for whatever reason, the actually, again, I'm stupid. See how they get you to play into their games? I'm saying for whatever reason, the establishment is not willing to challenge or willing to condemn. I know why they are not willing to establish, not willing to uh, challenge or condemn them because they enact violence on their behalf. <laughs> They're outside the drag queen story hours, defending the drag queen story hours. They're on the streets whenever there's political unrest, doing the heavy lifting because they're willing to get violent. Like they're bailed out by the establishment. Kamala Harris bailed these people out. So it's like, I don't know. That was one of the crazier things, one of the crazier psyops that happened when they started saying that Antifa was just an idea or Antifa just means being against fascism or hashtag I am Antifa and it's some like basic bitch named Becky who's just a liberal who's like, I'm also against fascism. You're stupid, Becky. You're stupid. It's a real group that enacts real violence that's really organized, that really has an entire flag and logo, that really has chapters in every major city and yet somehow people say they're not organized. They're just an idea. What the fuck do you think organized means? Because I think the things I just listed means organized, but Again, it's like, it goes back to like two different planets. I'm over here, y'all are over there and I get it. And I'm sure there's, and here's the other thing is like, I am not closed off to the idea that there's plenty of shit that is like common sense that I'm not understanding because of my blinders and my partisan like viewpoint as well. But things like this are like crazy to me. How you can say this group of people that show up with a logo and a flag in every major city are just an idea. That doesn't seem like a miscommunication between the two sides. That doesn't seem like a misinterpretation. That seems like y'all are just lying. That seems like you're looking at reality and saying reality isn't reality, my bad. At least that's what it seems like to me. So <laughs> I just can't, I can't. 
almost no protection for elderly from the fourth dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. A lot of vaccine stories um, this episode and, and, and for good reason, you know, it really is crazy how people were censored up until five minutes ago for saying things that are so fucking obvious. It says, the relative effectiveness of the fourth dose of a COVID-19 vaccine in the elderly was negligible within months, according to a new study. Researchers in Italy measured the relative vaccine effectiveness against infection and severe disease. In other words, they compared the effectiveness of the fourth vaccine dose with the third dose. The population study was people 80 years and older. Um, researchers found that the relative effectiveness against infection became negligible after two to four months. The relative effectiveness against severe illness was about 30% in the same time interval. Now, here's the thing. There is a risk and benefit analysis to be made if you are in an older age group when it comes to the vaccine, because obviously COVID um, poses a much greater risk to you if you're elderly, also if you're fat. So it's like, as much as I can sit here and like judge people who maybe are like younger and on their fourth booster and they're 23, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, you know, it is a different story when it comes to the elderly. You know, I I don't know how I would make that cost benefit analysis. However, I do know that if you want to measure the cost benefit analysis when it comes to children, let's just get fucking real. Children are not affected by COVID and we are still mandating them in schools across America to get the fucking vaccine. And that to me is the devil. That to me is the devil. If you're giving a child a drug who there is more of a chance of them having an actual problem because of it rather than COVID itself, like you're the devil. Because we now know it's not about transmission. So there's no longer, you can't make the argument anymore. It's about the kid giving it to their grandparents. It's not, that's going to happen regardless because the vaccine does not stop transmission. That's just a fact now. So I don't know. Like I've said recently, like there's going to be a time where we look back in history at this time period and like the insane collective obsession we've had with medicalization and how everyone just needs like a shot and everyone needs to be on like puberty blockers and everyone needs to be on antidepressants and six-year-olds need to go to the doctor because they're too hyper in class. It's like, we're going to look back at this and people are going to be like, what the fuck was this crazy mass psychosis with medicalization of people and kids. It's weird. Like your natural instinct should be to avoid taking a drug if possible. And for whatever reason, it is the exact opposite now. I was talking to someone last night at a party who shall remain anonymous, but he was saying how someone, his girlfriend recently got her like fourth booster or whatever because someone came to their work and was offering to do it. And so she just did it. I am not oversimplifying this. Someone came to the workplace of this person's girlfriend that I know was offering to give it and all the employees just did it. Think about the insane mindset it is to say, yeah, a guy came into work today with a needle and offered to give us a fourth booster or, or a booster. And so I did it because I might as well because he just came in what kind of mindset do you have to have to be like, yeah, just because a stranger I didn't know came in my workplace with a needle. Like if this was any other drug other than the vaccine, people would be like, what the fuck did you do? You need to go to the doctor right now because you took an injection from a stranger. It's just this weird spell that comes over people when it comes to the vaccine. I don't understand it. Not that I judge people who get it because... That's up to you and that's your cost risk analysis. That's what you think is right for your body, what maybe you and your doctor think is right for your body. It's just the intolerance the other way around that fucks with me. It's just the fact that there's still a stigma against not getting it. And it's like, first of all, who are you to ever stigmatize me? I reject whatever stigma you're trying to put on me. But also like, if you don't want people to judge you for taking it, despite the fact that there's information out now that may lead that person to think you're kind of dumb for taking it, depending on your age group and your health level, Maybe you shouldn't judge other people for not getting it, especially now that there's no transmission and there's no argument to be made about how it's for some, for other people. It's just not. Anyways, 
Florida offers blueprint for success, DeSantis says at major GOP gathering in Las Vegas. So DeSantis right now is on a little bit of a, a war, not a war trail, but a little bit of a battle trail. Um, and he's and he's flexing. He, he's saying, you know, listen, we won in Florida and it was under my leadership and it was because of me. And he's absolutely right. This is another um, debate I was having last night at the party I was at was Trump versus DeSantis. And, you know, in my opinion, all you have to do is look at how DeSantis ha handled COVID. That's enough for me to be like, I'm I'm ready for him to run the country. Of course, there's other things I like about him as well. The Martha's Vineyard thing was mwah. Um, the bill against talking about sexuality with kindergartners to third graders, mwah, great. I, it also was great how it sent the left into a fucking tailspin, having to defend talking about sexuality to little kids. That was very revealing. And I had this literally artificially changed the name to a don't say gay bill and pretend that's what it was called. And millions of people just believed it. That's what I like. I like that DeSantis lets the policy speak for itself. So Trump will be setting people off and making people feel crazy and like outraging people based on shit he's saying or shit he's trying to say or a mean tweet or whatever, which is also pretty glorious to watch when it happens. However, there's something more glorious to watch about how DeSantis is very well-spoken. DeSantis doesn't have these slip-ups. DeSantis lets the policy piss people off. And that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day anyways. What it comes down to when it comes to who you're voting for is how it's going to affect your actual life, your actual money, your actual day-to-day -day existence in this country. And DeSantis lets the policy speak for itself. And I love it. And, you know, one thing about it is like Trump does right now have this sort of like losing energy attached to him, which I don't think is attractive. I think he probably hit a ceiling as far as like he can only lose supporters from this point. Right. There's no one in 2022 who's like, I need to figure out how I feel about Trump. Hmm. No, no one's saying that because everyone knows how they feel about Trump. You either fuck with him or you don't. And. The only thing that can happen once you reach that point, I think, is losing supporters, which he has lost a lot of supporters based on him sort of becoming a vaccine salesman, um, based on like a lot of the antics like attacking DeSantis. And I think there's a ceiling to how much support he can have. He can only lose them, whereas DeSantis can only go up from here. Um, and so I was having this debate last night with people who were saying, you know, Trump's the only one who can do it. And I'm like, why? Like, I get that Trump has been extremely important to the Republican Party, and I get that Trumpism still represents a major faction of the party, but that's not all there is. That's not all. That's not the only energy of the party. DeSantis is killing it. DeSantis has made every right move from what I've seen. And I think that, you know, personally, it'd be pretty fascinating to watch like a Newsom v. DeSantis, even though I'm not willing that into existence. It's just like, I think DeSantis could take on Biden better than Trump because Trump already did it and Trump lost. So I'm rooting for DeSantis. People still get mad at me for saying that, but I'm fucking with DeSantis with Big D. That was a bit of a pun I didn't intend to make, but I do love Big D as well. Um, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. 